0: Welcome in, Rams fans, to Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight's two Rams appear on the NFL's Top 100 list, but are they both too low? Also, Sean McVay is entering a season that could define his entire career, plus... The preseason is here. We talk about position battles, roster moves, and I give you my starting predictions pre-preseason. Before we hop into the action, uh, the best place to follow myself and Ram Showcase is at ramshowcase.com. You can also follow at Sheriff Joe Bags or at Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media, including X. I'm getting used to uh, saying it now, so uh, we have that part going for us. All right, let's go ahead and hop into the beef here. So the NFL's top 100 list has never been more anticlimactic as it's uh, only being shown on NFL Plus. And honestly, um, I don't even know the release schedule. I know that as I was doing the Ram Showcase live stream on uh, Monday, August 7th, which is today, uh, the the top 10 released. And I didn't even see uh, officially who they were, but I feel confident that uh, with Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald coming in on the list already, 47 for Cooper Cup and 11 for Aaron Donald, that we're probably done seeing Rams on this list. Uh, as Aaron Donald, you got to think that he's probably just the best Rams player, right? That stands to reason, right? Um, but I miss when uh, the NFL Top 100 list was an event, when it was a show, an hour long show once a week leading up to the season, where it would be a whole thing where it's like, hey, check out who's here. Check out who, who have you not heard yet and all that stuff. Uh, but either way, uh, I, I, I don't like finding out on like a tweet. I feel very rich eyes and vibes when it comes to this uh, stuff. Like uh, I don't want to find out information via a tweet, especially when there's a cooler way to announce it. When there is a a draft um, announcement, there's literally a guy on a stage that tells you what is happening, or the NFL Top 100 list, where you would see like the the a tease come in, and it would be a player like, oh man, nobody's gotten that guy, and then it goes and it, like does the whole like metal sounds and it's uh, the clicks and all that stuff. And then like it turns and then you see that it's like wide receiver Cooper cup number 47. Like we didn't get that this year. It was like, we saw a graphic on like social media that was like, Hey, cups 47. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. Pretty anticlimactic, but uh, Hey, whatever. Right. Aaron Donald does come in at 11. This is Donald's first time being outside of the top 10 in quite a while. It was also the first time that Donald uh, has missed extended time in his NFL career. So that obviously has to be considered. The first time that he appeared on the top 100, he was in the 90s. Then he jumped up to 14. Then he was 15. He's been top 10 ever since, mainly top three ever since. But uh, now coming in at 11, then again, you got to think that just with him missing some time last year, that is probably considered. And I got to say this as well, that um, the NFL's top 100 list is not really up for debate, right? And I know that Colin Coward said the the comment of like the top 100 list is different because it it, it it's it's not as important. That's what Colin Coward's out here saying. Colin Coward's saying that the, the top 100 list, adds, uh, they're, they're, not watching the, they're not watching the film. They we're analysts. We analyze this game. Colin, do you not think these dudes are in there watching game tapes? Come on now, man. Get it together. What a weird comment to make as an analyst, as a guy who sits at a desk being like, nah, these guys don't know what they're talking about. They just play against them. <laughs> Come on, Colin. Come on, Colin. Get it together, man. But either way, uh, the the... The, the top 100 list to me is the only list that you can't argue because it is the players voting for it, right? So, and also let's not forget that right now, right now, today in the NFL, there are 2,880 players on an NFL team. By the time the season starts, there will be 1,696 players on NFL teams. Being in the top 100 of what will eventually be over 1,700 players who play in the NFL this season, that is unbelievable. Being number 99 on the NFL's top 100 list is nothing to sneeze at, right? And I feel like people are saying, that like, oh, Cooper Cope coming in at 47, that is way too low. Cooper Cup is better than 47. But it's like... Yeah, maybe, but, like, that's not, a, that's not a slight, though. Like, say saying the Cooper Cup is number 47 best player in the NFL, that is not, to me, a diss at all. It, being in the top 100 in any capacity I think is mad impressive and should be celebrated no matter where you fall on that list. So the fact that we only have two players in the top 100 in general kind of is a bummer. You would think or you would hope that that you can get a few more guys on there. But also, there's 32 NFL teams, right? So if every single team had three guys on the list, that makes total sense, right? So to have two, you wish to see more. But again, the Rams won five games last year. There was a bunch of people hurt, including the two guys that we had on this list, Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, who both missed time last year. So I think either way to get into the top 100 is extremely impressive. The Rams had two guys in the top 50 players in the entire NFL that is extremely impressive. Again, there will be over 1,700 players to play in the NFL this season, and to have to be in the top 100 of those players being voted on by the players, I just think is extremely impressive and shouldn't be uh, downed at all. So, uh, did Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup come in too low on the list? Yeah, maybe, but we're splitting hairs when we're talking about the top 100. Cooper Cup at forty-seven or Cooper Cup at like thirty—that is a minuscule difference when we're talking about the NFL because these are all the best athletes in the world, right? From top to bottom, every every single roster is loaded with guys who would absolutely just run circles around any of us nerds, right? So yeah, to be uh, to to we're splitting hairs if we're talking about the top one hundred list here, and Cooper Cup should have been higher. You shouldn't have heard him in the forties. We should be in the teens. We're talking 40s to teens. We're splitting hairs right now, dog. We are splitting hairs right now. Moving on. Head coach Sean McVay, he did mention his frustration with the sloppiness in practice, in particular on uh, this past Tuesday. uh, So many rookies, though, this should be expected. With this information also, I think it's fair to say that the week one Rams and the week 18 Rams will essentially be two completely different teams as the season goes on. Everyone will will get more comfortable. They're going to they're get more experience, obviously, with almost 40 rookies coming in. And not almost 40 rookies are going to make the roster. We're going to see a lot of rookies cut from this Rams team uh, before we head into the season. But we're going to see a rookie class that is absolutely absurd. If we keep half the rookies, we're gonna, we're looking at like 18 rookies filling out this roster. That's a rookie class that's unmatched in just about every form. I don't know what the numbers are. And I I was only born in 1991, so I don't know what the heck is going on as far as the rookie classes go in the history of massive rookie classes, but this has got to be at the top of the list, right? This has got to be near the top of the list as far as just most absurd rookie classes. And if we can get half of those guys to hit, then we're looking at nine rookies hitting? Hell yeah. Sign me up all day, every day on that, all right? For sure. But Sean McVay, like I said, he, did, uh, he voiced his frustrations. So just looking a little bit sloppy out there. But what I would say to Sean, and I'm sure somebody has said this to Sean, is like, dude, you're used to playing with some vets, though. And you have a bunch of guys who were just in college last year, months ago. These guys were in class. Like It's a whole different ballgame now uh, that Sean McVay is dealing with, which is actually what's exciting to me about Sean McVay. So Sean McVay, we now get to see what he's what he's all about right so we see him come in year one he inherited a four and 12 team from jeff fisher and of course uh, we had coach bones there fill up those last three games uh after jeff fisher got fired but uh so so sean McVay inherits a four win team and takes them to the playoffs we play we host the falcons at the coliseum for a playoff game which is something i don't think any of us expected necessarily going in Although we knew we had good players, we knew that Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff—that these were good players—we just didn't know how good could they be. Well, Jared Goff, I don't think we knew at that time that he was a good player. He was—he was, he was only seven as a starter under uh, Jared or under uh, Jeff Fisher, and it was not looking good. It was the, the fumbles, terrible. The interceptions, terrible. Me, I'm tight. So either way, it's um, uh, that to turn it around that fast. First of all, I think it was absurd. But at the same time, like I said. A lot of really, really good players on that team. So we now look at it this year, and yes, we still do have very good players. We have Matthew Stafford, we have Cooper Cup, we have Tyler Higby, we have Rob Havenstein, Aaron Donald, Jordan Fuller, Ernest Jones, Cam Akers, Like we, Kobe Durant, we have really good players this year, but also, like I said, like I just said, we're loaded up with rookies right now. So I think that this is a, 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 a career-defining season for Rams head coach Sean McVay. Because we now get to see really what he's all about. What does he bring to the table? After having won a Super Bowl, and then you have a bad year, now you come into this year, a year that he's about to have a kid in, like, October and stuff, and then you also pair that with this many rookies. A terrible season last year where you just got absolutely wrecked with injuries. What can he do this season? I think that it helps we have continuity with the defense, especially with Raheem Morris coming back. You bring in a guy like Aubrey Pleasant, and, of course, we'll talk about some of the the changes that have happened uh here in a little bit but uh uh, just everything about it this year just feels like we get to know exactly how good or bad that jeff or excuse me that sean mcveigh actually is as a coach right so um that's the that's it that's the exciting part of this season and uh, sean mcveigh too he appeared on the on the pivot podcast and if you have not checked this out yet you're you're missing out because the pivot podcast was absolutely insane right so obviously ryan clark great channing great fred great and then you add in sean mcveigh who communicates well and you put him in a setting that's a little bit more relaxed you're not got all the cameras well he did have plenty of cameras on him and lights on him and stuff like that but it's just a different setting he's just kind of chilling talking ball with some guys And it was absolutely unbelievable. So we didn't get like all the coach speak out of Sean McVay that we would normally get in those settings where it's just a reporter asking question. He fires back with a question and then it's just that you get like the generic answers and stuff like that. It wasn't that it was like just real conversations that these guys were having and it was really cool to get a look into and just see how it all happened. One of those stories, by the way, the Odell Beckham Jr. Story and now this is one of my favorite things ever and something that I'm going to probably talk about for years from now. Like, I'm going to be telling the story about, like, yeah, but OBJ came over. Turns out he took an MRI. He didn't even have an ACL. And he didn't even care. He was like, well, let's run until these wheels fall off. Which is so exciting, right? And I know that that's like, we don't want him to get hurt or anything like that. But he took it all the way to the Super Bowl, man. And he, he was talking about it. That He said that like, he was about to have 15 catches for over 200 yards. And the Rams were going to win, like, 42 to 17. Which... Where's the lie? I don't see no lies in that sentence, right? So OBJ, the way that he was playing in that Super Bowl was absolutely unbelievable. you get the Sean McVay perspective on that, where he's talking about OBJ coming in and um, that uh, that he was finally able to get him and stuff like that. But it, it wasn't just OBJ. We look at this, this Super Bowl was not even that long ago. And that OBJ story and stuff like that, that was not that long ago, like a year and a half um, that this all, this, this all went down. And you also get Eric Weddle in that defense. You get Andrew Whitworth. You have Von Miller. I feel like everybody's forgetting that we had Eric Weddle for that Super Bowl run. Eric Weddle has a Rams Super Bowl ring. What? What in the world? That is so awesome. I'm absolutely here for all that stuff. Eric Weddle, though, obviously, unbelievable player, unbelievable guy. He eats ice cream and he like sat in the field at Qualcomm after the like the the Chargers last game because he knew it was done there and stuff like that. Like. He, you can tell he's just a genuine human being, and for him, him to show up when he did, and all he needed to do was play four games, four games for the Rams. Can you give us four games? Hell yes, and it worked out. It was awesome. So, either way, um, the 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 story of the OBJ and all that stuff, I I, I can never do it justice you got to just check it out for yourself. The Pivot podcast, watch the YouTube video or just listen to it. It was absolutely unbelievable. Those guys obviously do a great job with their podcast in general. And then it was our coach, Sean McVay, doing it. So that was obviously just really, really cool stuff. Let's go ahead and move on to the training camp and the preseason. We made it. We are here. I watched the hell out of that Hall of Fame game. I was at work, but I did have it on behind me and it was awesome. I didn't even catch the lights going out though, so I don't even know how long that lasted, but... Uh I, when I'm at work, I'm on air and stuff like that. It's obviously I can't pay super close attention to things, but uh it was so awesome to have football back and now we get to now hype up the Rams game, right? So we know that the Rams will treat preseason different this year, uh, with guys who are expected to contribute getting playing time in the exhibition games, which is something that is a little bit different than like I said, than we're used to. Uh as um we know previously that uh the Rams would would sit starters just keep them fresh for the for the games right but I feel like this year is not a changing of the guard I don't feel like the the Rams sitting or uh, playing guys in preseason is just like uh, the new way Sean McVay does things I just think that this year specifically it is it, it just has to happen we just need to do it this year because we have so many young guys so many jobs open that obviously we're gonna just need to play guys right it just makes total sense. But like I said, I don't think it's a changing of the guard entirely. The heavy hitters are expected to still sit out. Uh, you know, your, your Matthew Stafford, your Cooper Cups, your, your Aaron Donalds, they are expected to sit out. But Sean McVay has let us know that other guys uh, who would maybe sit out in previous seasons are going to get reps in this preseason. But I, I'm kind of all for, honestly. This likely, likely, like I said, comes due, comes due to the youth on this team right now, that reps are at a premium right now, and the preseason offers some strong opportunities to get some of those position battles to work themselves out. We have a lot of guys in the secondary, a lot of wide receivers, a lot of offensive line guys that are just trying to find their spot on the depth chart right now, and we just realistically need those preseason reps to get these all to figure out right. Um, so, some injuries that we are dealing with right now. Obviously, wide receiver Cooper Cup has a, a hamstring injury. Looks like he's going to be uh, down for a few weeks, but uh, the reports are that they're taking it day by day. He should be good to go for week one, if I had to guess. I would be a little bit surprised uh, if Cooper Cup was not available for week one. Wide receiver Ben Skoranek has some back soreness. Uh, It's not expected to hold him out for long. I'm not sure if he's come back yet. Uh, These notes kind of have been um, taken throughout the week, so uh, take that into consideration. O'Shawn Mathis tweaked his knee. Uh, It's looking like he could be out a few weeks, so maybe don't look for him in the Chargers game, uh, but maybe we can get him back for the second preseason game against the Raiders or maybe the third in Denver against the Broncos. So uh, note on uh, some of these that uh, with Cup and Skaronic down, that uh, we will hear some names of other guys who are going to get those reps. And what I mean is not just that in the preseason, because obviously we know that a guy like Cooper Cup is not going to be taking preseason reps you know what i mean skronic possibly um but a guy like cooper cup is obviously not so what we're looking at here is uh is in the the training camp practices themselves so i obviously talk about it a lot uh as far as like what names are you hearing that's that's a big tell right now and we've we've gotten it from guys like aaron donald who even says bobby brown ernest brown these guys are performing really well right now those are the things that we are listening for because these guys aren't going to lie to us. Aaron Donald's not going to going to hype somebody who doesn't deserve to be hyped. He's just not going to mention their names, right? That that stands to reason, right? So uh, we're going to hear names of guys who uh, are getting those reps now that Cooper Cup and Ben Skoranek are not getting those reps. And they're still out there and stuff, but they're now not getting those reps. And this is once Skoranek and Cup both went down, that is the first time that we've heard Lance McCutcheon's name. Is that telling us something? I like to think that it is. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but the fact that these guys are losing reps and then we hear Lance McCutcheon's name, I think that that tells us something. Some position battles that we are watching very closely, especially as we enter the preseason. Left tackle could absolutely see Larry Jackson as he is getting plenty of reps here, although he does still need to officially beat out Joseph Nopum, but it does seem like that is very likely outside linebacker is quite literally all over the place. Um, so it stands to reason that we would see Byron Young and Michael Hoyt start in this role in week one. Uh, it feels like Michael Hoyt having the experience, now having a full offseason, being an outside linebacker, seems like he kind of a, has a better feel for what he's doing at that position now that he's no longer just strictly a defensive line guy. And then Byron Young being uh, being just who he is. I mean, the the rookie out of Tennessee who just he looks like he could be that guy he he absolutely looks like he's going to fill in that uh, that like Leonard Floyd kind of role um, so but other than that I mean who else is going to stick around is it going to be one of these rookies we got you know three other rookies uh, as far as the uh, outside linebackers go uh, to look at you also got Daniel Hardy who looks a lot more jacked than he did last year at least so if he can stay healthy uh, we obviously know that he's very talented uh, the outside linebacker spot is going to be one to keep a very very close eye on as we enter the preseason next up i'm going to say wide receiver behind cooper cup and uh van jefferson just seems to be a massive jumble and it it does seem like we are getting positive comments about guys like tutu atwell obviously puka nakua is getting a lot of hype right now uh demarcus robinson those if we just stop right there that's five names all right, how many wide receivers are the Rams going to keep? Maybe six? So who's that number six guy, um, if I had to guess? So we got, let, let's go Let's go down the list again. We have Cooper Cup. We have Van Jefferson. We have Ben Skaronik, We have Tutu Atwell. We have Puka Nakua, and we have Demarcus Robinson. That's six right there. So every other name you can throw away. That's Lance McCutcheon. That it's every other name. You can just throw him away. Um, and then, obviously, we'll look at him for preseason or uh excuse me, for a practice squad and all that, but the, the wide receiver battle is very real, and we don't know who's going to snag those spots right now. Is a guy like, um, like Demarcus Robinson, is he doing enough to stick around? I like to think so, but I don't know what these coaches are talking about behind closed doors. Neither do you, so was, we got to consider that. Uh, also, the secondary. This group uh, very much feels up for grabs. Adding veterans to this group uh, does make uh, the young guys at the bottom have to fight harder. So who's going to rise up to that challenge? We talked about that before with Akella Witherspoon coming in. Now you just take every single like, young guy, the undrafted guys, all that, and now they're fighting for their lives. And now uh, they're trying to fight Akella Witherspoon for a job. Now we add in John Johnson to that role in the safety group, and now we have guys that are now potentially not making the team because the Rams wanted to bring back John Johnson. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I like John Johnson. I'm pumped to have John Johnson and Jordan Fuller back there, holding down the safety spot. I was just very excited about uh, some of these younger guys, uh, some of some of like the like the Taylor, the Lake. Like I want, I want to see these guys out there. So that is a little bit unfortunate um, that that these guys are now going to lose a little bit of reps. But hey, it's good to have a guy like George, uh, John Johnson back in action here. We didn't want to lose him originally. He's got one of the most iconic interceptions in team history. That guy's awesome. So. He's obviously played, a, played in a Super Bowl for the LA Rams, so it's really cool to have him back. I'm cautiously optimistic when it comes to John Johnson. I really like John Johnson, not only as a player, but as a dude as well. I think he's top tier in, in both categories, but I am a little cautiously optimistic because I was very pumped to have Troy Hill back. He obviously disappointed, did not perform to the, to the level that, he and, that we thought that he maybe should have. Uh, And then also John Johnson has not played well in the last few years. He's been a pretty average player uh, over the last few seasons. And that also is why I think that he made it all the way until August as being a free agent. So that has to be considered. And I think that we all need to go in with uh, realistic expectations on what the John Johnson addition actually means to the Rams defense, which I do believe is actually pretty minimal. Um, But uh, like I said, he's got one of the best interceptions of all time in, in Rams history. With that NFC Championship game, uh, ultimately set up the game-winning field goal uh, for the uh, second all-time leading scorer, Greg Zuerlein, to uh, to kick it into, uh, first of all, kicked it in to get it to overtime, and then kicked the game-winning field goal to send the Rams to the Super Bowl. One of my favorite moments, just like absolutely losing my mind. Since the Rams have been back to LA, that's one of my favorite moments of Jay-Z uh, hitting that field goal in uh, New Orleans. Unbelievable. Another transaction that the Rams had is uh, signing Ca- uh, tight end Cameron McDonald. He was an undrafted free agent to the Green Bay Packers. He was waived on the 1st of August, and then the Rams do bring him in, uh, which, again, just causes more questions for myself as, uh, what are what is going on with these tight ends here right now? Um, is a guy like Davis Allen in a position to just be cut, even though he was a drafted rookie out of Clemson? I mean, I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, have we seen the end of Bryson Hopkins? Um, is... Is Hunter Long just an absolute wash and he's just not getting it done? There's so many questions right now in the tight end group and it feels like the Rams continue to add to this group and to shake this group around. So I would be interested to see how this group starts to develop and unfold and what we're really looking at here when it comes to the Rams tight ends because right now we don't have an answer for that. We feel good that Tyler Higbee is the guy. After that, though, seems like it's kind of up for grabs right now. And who knows? Again, as we kind of reference back to the wide receiver position, is who's going to start, or like, who's, uh, not who's going to (laughs) start, how many guys are the Rams going to keep at this position? Is it two? Is it three? I mean, there's five on the roster right now, and if I'm picking, I'm just going Tyler Higbee, Bryson Hopkins, and give me uh, Davis Allen. I like Hunter Long. I would like to see him just do awesome, mainly because all Rams fans just threw him away immediately before before he even touched a field for us, they basically were like, he's terrible. He's not going to be any good for us. So I'm, I'm rooting for him for that reason, but what can you do, right? Um, and then uh, I guess uh, we'll, we'll end. We'll, we'll shift gears here. This was a fast podcast. I feel like I've been talking really fast. Should I slow down? <laughs> Should I chill out a little bit, but uh, <laughs> uh, we'll end on uh, the starting projections here. My pre preseason starting projections. We will start on the offensive side. I don't feel like there's a lot of surprises that, that are here. And if there are surprises, pr- please let me know. Please let reach out to me and let me know where you thought that I was maybe wrong or that I'm crazy or something like that. So quarterback, if you disagree with this one, you're just not paying attention. Matthew Stafford is, of course, going to be the Rams starting quarterback. There's no question about that. It makes sense. He's, he's one of two quarterbacks in team history to win a Super Bowl. He can still get it done. As long as he's playing football, he's going to be our starter. Quarterback, Matthew Stafford, going to be backed up by QB2, Stetson Bennett, rookie out of Georgia. Running back, obviously, it's Cam Akers, Florida State guy. There's no surprises here. Uh, we do expect that uh, that there will be some shaking and moving uh, on the depth chart below him, whether that is going to be a Royce Freeman making an impact, a Kyron Williams, or maybe even a Zach Evans getting some playing time. We'll see how it all shakes out. But Cam Akers is going to be your starting running back for the L.A. Rams this year barring injury or anything like that i think that that could just be said about all these positions though and uh moving on to tight end of course the probably the best tight end in team history up to this point tight end tyler higby of course will be the uh, number one guy here we watched him become the all-time leading touchdown scorer for tight ends in team history. That happened in Green Bay last year on Monday Night Football, which was super cool. That was also Baker Mayfield's 100th career touchdown pass, so that was pretty exciting stuff. I got to see that in person, uh, kind of hold on to that. That was a pretty awesome moment there. And then a wide receiver, uh, I do anticipate that Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, and Ben Skaronic will be getting the the bulk of the load but I do anticipate a pretty heavy rotation here as Tutu Atwell, Demarcus Robinson, and Puka Nakua all figure to be parts of this offense once the season does begin. On the offensive line, I'm going left to right here. I'm going to say that Alaric Jackson takes the left tackle spot from Joseph Notboom, but that Notboom slides into guard and starts next to Coleman Shelton, who I do think is in a position to uh, take over that starting center job from Brian Allen, who, if if he does... If Coleman Shelton does beat out Brian Allen, I don't see any reason that Brian Allen should should stick on the roster. I think it would make sense that uh, you cut him and let him go uh, play somewhere else. Uh, next up, we're going to go with Steve Avila, the uh, rookie out of TCU, holding down the RG spot, and then uh, right tackle, big old Rob Havenstein, that brick wall Rob over there, holding it down since the days in St. Louis at the Edward Jones Dome, big old Rob, absolutely love to see it. Let's flip over now to the defensive side of the football. On the defensive line, uh, I'm going to go ahead and lock in Aaron Donald. I feel pretty good about that one. Marquise Copeland, as well as Kobe Turner, the rookie, a rookie starter, my first rookie starter officially uh, on my predictions pre-preseason. We will get updated uh, rankings uh, once uh, once the preseason does get fully played, though. Uh, but I'm going to say that Donald, Copeland, and Turner hold it down on that defensive line. But, of course, this is also a position that we will see Uh, a good chunk of rotation at inside linebacker Ernest Jones your captain El Capitan for uh, Ernest Jones green dotting he's going to be putting people in position and that's really good news because this guy is uh, on the verge of a breakout if he's going to break out it's going to be this year Uh, so it's really it's he's in a good spot right now Very excited for Ernest Jones this year. Next up, a player, I'm going to give this prediction just because this is a player that I really like and I think is an underutilized, underrated player, Christian Roseboom. I think that uh, Roseboom would be an awesome guy to to park in right next to Ernest Jones, and I'd be super pumped to see what he can do this year. At the edge rusher, we have our second rookie starter as Byron Young, uh, number zero, agent zero, very first zero in Rams history, holding it down the edge rusher spot Of course, coming in as a rookie out of Tennessee. I'm excited to see what he can do as uh, pairing up with Michael Hoyt, who has one of the sickest tattoos on the entire team. If you haven't seen it yet, you're missing out. Go put your eyeballs on it. It's on his arm. It's a Super Bowl uh, tattoo, and it is friggin' sweet. Our corners, I'm going to say that uh, we have Kobe Durant and Darian Kendrick. I do think that Akello Witherspoon gets in there. I do think that Trey Tomlinson gets in there. Um, I also do think that Robert Rochelle gets in there. But I think ultimately we will see a lot of Durant. We will see a lot of Kendrick at the cornerback spots. And then uh, at safety, my uh, my one that changed today. So Jordan Fuller, obviously going to be a starter. He's probably going to be a captain in some capacity as well. Definitely a leader in the group at the very, very minimum. Uh, but then uh, I did have Taylor in this uh, slot, uh, the safety out of Oklahoma State. But with the news coming today, John Johnson coming on back, I'm going to go ahead and uh, file my prediction, my pre preseason prediction, for the safeties being Jordan Fuller and John Johnson teaming up which is something that I said I I feel like I've said it a bunch of times would be kind of a dream combo in uh in 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 a sense uh because these guys are obviously two two great safeties playing next to each other it feels like what could go wrong kind of thing you know what I mean uh, so I'm excited about it uh to see John Johnson in there but uh, I am also excited to see the rotation and get some of these young guys in there. Get a Quentin Lake in there. Get a, get a Jason Taylor. Get some reps in there. So uh, pumped about it either way. Uh, but uh, John Johnson uh, and, and Jordan Fuller together, I think it's very exciting. So that is my offensive and defensive starting projections. Pre-preseason predictions. Matthew Stafford, Cam Akers, Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek, Alaric Jackson, Joseph Nopoom, Coleman Shelton, Steve Avila, Rob Havenstein, Aaron Donald, Marquise Copeland, Kobe Turner, Ernest Jones, Christian Roseboom, Byron Young, Michael Hoyt, Kobe Turner or Kobe Durant, as co- loading up on Kobe's here, which is uh, never a bad thing when you're an LA team, right? Uh, Darian Kendrick, Jordan Fuller, and John Johnson. That is my prediction for your starters. I don't have a kicker Turner for you right now, uh, simply because we have no idea what the heck the team's doing here. Chase, Chase Blackburn, what are you doing out here, dude? Let us know who's going to be uh, returning those kicks. Kicks, I guess, uh, less important than uh, the punts, especially this year. But uh, either way, I stand by that. I stand by that. All right, that is going to do it for me. A quick episode for you. Just wanted to get this out before uh, we really dive into preseason. We will have one other episode ahead of the preseason as we really dive into the first preseason game against the Chargers and really what we're looking for specifically in this game that we have coming up so there will be an episode before that and then uh yeah we are already of course back to the weekly episodes uh but this one's going to be a little bit of a two-pack as uh we wanted to get in here uh talk about the camp stuff talk about sean mcveigh talk about all that um and obviously the top 100 list and all that and then uh yeah we'll 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 get into the game preview stuff here soon and i'm excited about it i don't have an exact day on that yet I am shooting for Thursday as far as uh, recording and publishing that puppy, though. So, just got some uh, loose ends to tie up on some other things that are irrelevant to your ear holes, but... Uh, are relevant in my brain so I felt like it's just falling out at this point so uh, either way back to it again uh, also next week I believe next week or the week after that should have a really cool announcement when it comes to Ram Showcase and what this season is going to look like as far as the podcast goes so keep your eyeballs out on that again RamShowcase.com that's where you can find the latest surrounding myself and Ram Showcase Uh, we do have a new blog post up so you can check it out right there Um, And you can follow at Rams Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags on any of your favorite social media. Um, But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening. Go Rams!